Hello and welcome to The Outer Frame, the show where we talk about movies that don't get talked about enough. I'm your host, Jason Sellers, and on today's show, we will be discussing the 1985 Stephen King-written film, Cat's Eye, as well as playing another round of the review game, because I can't remember what it was originally called, so now it's called The Review Game. We're also going to have some trailer trash talk and throw out some more wrecks your way. But first, let me introduce the person most likely to cut off your wife's finger because you're too fat, Donnie Nelson! (laughs) What? No. Not yet, at least. I haven't gotten to that point in my life where I have to stoop so low to work for someone like that. Okay. And the person most likely to get their breath stolen by a troll, Riley Mecca-Cola. Yeah, that, that's my name. You nailed it. That was awesome. That's her name. Yep. She said it. You heard it it's here, It's pretty folks. Irish, obviously. That was very, <laughs> very Gaelic. Pretty Irish. <laughs> pretty Irish. That's going to be the next one. Riley Pretty Irish. Mick Pretty Irish. Mick Pretty Irish. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's get into it. Yeah? Donnie. Huh? What's the worst thing you've seen? Well, I feel like we've talked about it before, or at least I have. Um, maybe when we were talking <laughs> so you about... decided to watch it again. <laughs> what? Watch? You don't know what I watched. No, 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 because <laughs> sure, I, uh, I think I said... Uh, I think I watched it before because it was about to turn 10 years old, and then I watched Matrix? it again. No. Gamer. Oh, yeah. And I watched, uh, it was the worst thing I watched this week. It is, like, it is definitely a movie I'm starting to realize takes a good amount of time to, like, go back to and watch. Because I didn't actually Mm -hmm. watch it that long ago. And realizing now that, uh, I was like, oh, it's, 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 it's its 10th year anniversary. It's, it's not a crank. That's for sure. Of the (laughs) Neville D. and Taylor lineage, it is not a crank. Um, it is crank but it, is but crank it's adjacent. It's definitely crank adjacent. <laughs> it's definitely not a Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. No, it's not even that. Which I would say is, it's it's such a weird, different thing that it, I almost can't compare it to Crank, the Cranks, and uh, and uh, Gamer. But but it is a Michael C. Hall dance number. Yep, and that's the thing that like uh, got me was I was just like, oh yeah, why isn't why haven't I heard of Michael C. Hall in a while? Other than the fact that he was he he was a part of a premium cable show that ended terribly that wasn't Game of Thrones, and uh, and and yeah, so that turned out bad. And then he's had like he's had like some television roles and then like some film roles. Uh, Game Night, funny enough, which I have not seen yet, which I saw that oh, he's in, and I should watch that. He is in that. Mm-hmm. I always forget. Yeah. Uh, the movie's great. Um, and so, I mean, the movie itself, I mean, like, it's, it has more performances than the Crank movies. Like, they put, mm-hmm. they, it was Neville D. and Taylor kind of, like, getting, like, the star power into a film in their style. And, because you have, like, Terry Crews in there, you have Michael C. Hall, you have Gerard Butler, which I'm not a huge Gerard Butler fan, but, you know, he's a name. He was just in a huge, uh, he was just in a big action blockbuster for the summer, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to argue, but I when we have when we have our episode on 300, Jason, then I can then I'll <laughs> shit on his grave all day. That was a little too far. Sorry, he's not dead. Um, but yeah, gamer. Yeah, it's like it's a fun movie to watch on cable, but 
I think I need to be like three more years removed before I see that movie again. Because it's <laughs> it's fine, it's fun. It has Terry Crews doing the Pinocchio song, but also I don't I don't I don't need to watch it for a while. So that was that was you, why it was the worst thing I watched this week. Riley, have you seen Gamer? No. The only part of Gamer that I remember is that when he goes to find his wife, and you 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 realize that she's being controlled. By so for anybody who's not familiar with the world of gamer, instead of having offline or in, online avatars, you can have an offline avatar, oh, yeah. and there's just like this fat, gross Cheeto of a man, and he controls uh, Gerard Butler's wife's. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, because the act oh, because no. she she plays an avatar which other people yeah. can control. God. And so in, he, like, in a pays. sim-like game in real life, yeah. And, and I feel oh, I feel like describing him as a as a Cheeto of a man is a pretty, pretty accurate, pretty apt. Yeah, just imagine that, like gross, fat, Orange. sweaty. Yeah, definitely commentary on gamer culture. It's the worst. Yeah, disgusting. Riley, what was the disgusting. worst thing that you saw this week? Well. Following our theme of horror a little bit, I decided to watch the first horror movie I actually went and saw in theaters, which was the Chernobyl Diaries, and I remember exactly why it is probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's no... I remember when I saw it when I was 17 years old, never having really watched a horror movie before, and I spent the entire time in the theater waiting for like the big scary moment to happen. And then it never did, and I felt like it was a waste of two hours of anxiety. <laughs> so I watched it again now as an adult, and I'm same thing. I just sat here going, "Why? Why? <laughs> first of all, why did you people decide that it's a good idea to go into Chernobyl when there are clear signs of the government being like, uh, don't fucking go in there?'" <laughs> and then the scariest part of the whole movie is when a bear just comes out of nowhere and runs by, and that's it. <laughs> and and that happens like forty minutes into the movie. So you just spend the rest of the time going, okay, now I have to wait for all of them to die, which is what happens, say, for, like, the main female lead who gets taken and thrown in the room with all of the Chernobyl creatures, and that's pretty much the end of that. But the... If you've never seen it before... I'll, now you have. Uh, you, have. you have. Like, you'll, you'll spend... If you'll spend the whole movie, like I did the first time I watched it, waiting in anxiety, like, okay, it, they're rounding another corner, here's where all the bad things are gonna happen, and then they never do! Like, you don't even see the creatures that are around until the last, like, 20 minutes of the movie. And then they disappear, the government shows up for the last two remaining survivors, shoots one of them, he's dead, and then they capture the female lead and throw her in a cell never to see the light of day again which for me that's probably the scariest quote unquote part of the movie but that's more the idea of never seeing the light of day that's more empathy than it is horror in my mind so anyway i mean if you do want to see a a scary a great scary sci-fi horror movie where the scariest part is a bear you should probably just watch annihilation yeah 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 because that bear is fucking terrifying it's messed up oh I bet uh, I bet those people were going to Chernobyl to see them aliens. <laughs> them aliens. Yeah, them aliens. <laughs> Let's Naruto Naruto run into the Chernobyl. Uh, they uh, can't stop ground us all. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> no, they can't. That meme dead yet? No. No, not I. When is My, that supposed to happen? Uh, this month. 
okay. My, cool. my brother's really upset that he does it. He's not uh, stationed at Area Fifty One oh. because he wants to shoot a bunch of online idiots. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Show up. Wow. With their Naruto headbands, yeah. arms behind them, sprinting. Heck yes. <laughs> All right, the worst thing that I saw this week <clears throat> is uh, a movie that I've, I don't know why I watched, but I did, and that is uh, Sucker Punch. <gasps> oh, I remember that movie. Why? I remember watching the trailer and being like, oh, that looks good, and then I immediately hated myself after watching <laughs> that movie. I was like, oh, they fooled me. They got me. <laughs> you got me. get... I don't get how a movie that's simultaneously about like steampunk zombies in World War One, a whorehouse, and a mental asylum is so fucking boring. Yeah, like there is so much stuff in that movie, and it is like I I don't remember how long that movie is. I I but however long it is, it felt like it was four hours long. (laughs) Release the Snyder Cut. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's one where they can uh, they, they they you know what they can keep uh, every Snyder Cut. Yeah, I'm 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 worried that if there is a Snyder Cut of Dawn of the Dead, it probably is just a shittier version. There's of... there's an unrated. I don't know if it's necessarily directors, but it's not it's not any better than the the film, the like the regular theatrical film. Yeah. Was that was because that came out during the the time when when Riley was too young to remember when <laughs> yeah. they were just slapping unrated cut on everything and they would just add like an extra five seconds of footage. Yep, yep. So that they could call it unrated. Okay, I'm glad I missed that period. That's something I'm fine being too young to have to deal with. All right. Uh, well, yeah, that was the, that was the worst thing that I watched, and uh, yeah, you just. Moving on, uh, that's already too much time being spent on Sucker Punch. Dang. Donnie, what was, what was the best thing you watched this week? Uh, the best thing I watched this week, uh, again, another film that I might have already discussed on the podcast before, but... The Matrix. I, no. Honestly, if you're just lucky I didn't come on here to talk about Speed Racer, okay? <laughs> Which I love. We'll get into that at a later date. Uh <laughs> But the wor- the best thing I watched this week was Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's probably one of my favorite comedies of all time. Because we it's... should do it for the podcast, because I don't know that I've ever even heard of it. Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, it has it's Lisa Kudrow and Mira Savina. They are Romeo and Michelle. And they uh, were like total dweebs. But they, like, had each other, and they're best friends in high school. And there's, like, very clear flashbacks to high school where they look exactly the same. Like, Lisa Kudrow <laughs> just has, like, a back brace on, and one of them has braces, I think. I don't think that's the case. But, like, they all look the same age. Um, so so it's, it's like a Wet Hot American Summer. Yes. Yes, exactly. Oh. Ten years before. Um, <laughs> they're all, ten, they're all like, ten, 20 years old. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> Um, and honestly, if you haven't seen Rolling Michelle's High School Reunion, I, I honestly just recommend that you watch it because it gets so, it has maybe one of the, not the most bizarre dream sequences in the, in a movie that I've seen, but definitely one that is like captures the, the, the weirdness of being in a dream because like they're on the way to the high school reunion 
and they had this huge fight because one of them has a great idea because they didn't do anything with the 10 years after they graduated and they're going back to their reunion so they have to figure out like they have to get they have to look good they have to like get enough money they have to have like good boyfriends they need to like have a bunch of money nice cars stuff like that because they want to look good and prove to everybody who bullied them in high school that mm-hmm. like they're they actually are successful because they're the only ones apparently who moved out to los angeles from like the midwest <laughs> very relevant yeah. very relevant um and uh one of them i think it's lisa kudrow's character or uh, i think both of them kind of have an idea to be like wait what can we say that we did that nobody knows that we did but is really successful like nobody knows the origin of it and they're like oh post-it notes so they they were like, oh, we're the ones who, like, we can say that we're the ones who, like, made post-it notes, and we got rich off of it, and, and of course, it, like, the only reason they go to the high school reunion is because Janine uh, Garofalo's character, who is, like, mm-hmm. the, like, moodiest bitch in the world, and, like, total goth in high school, and, like, smoked all the time, uh, okay. like, she is probably the best part of that movie, and uh, she's the one who, like instigates them going to the high school reunion and also is the one who like completely just like exposes them when they get to the high school reunion because they didn't think that she was going to go because she she was just like oh it's a bunch of bullshit um and then it's just i honestly think it's one of my favorite comedies of all time because it's just we should do it for the show mostly because lisa kudrow and mira savina are just like so like they have this weird like they're actual characters, and I, I actually like them. But also, they're vapid as shit. And also, you can see like how like shallow they are in like trying to do all the things they're trying to do to impress their classmates. But it's it's still fun. Like there's you can still you know like sympathize with what they're going mm-hmm. through, um, especially considering that we're at about the age that our tenure reunions have like come and gone. So. Which I didn't go to. I'm smart enough not to do that. Yeah. So yeah, that was the we're all that age. Yeah. Riley. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so that was 2023. Oh. And it'll come and go, go for me. Okay. Just leave me alone. <laughs> oh. Oh. Trust me. It'll get here a lot sooner than you think. And uh. it can go just as fast. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Before you know it, you'll be 30. Um, <laughs> is it streaming on anything? Uh, I don't believe so. Not anymore. No. But, okay. uh, I mean, it's easy enough to kind of look up. Most of the time you can find it on any of the streaming services that are like have ads, too. Like Voodoo? If you don't mind them. Voodoo! But uh, I, last time I checked, like that, it's, it's usually streaming somewhere. But honestly, if you have to buy it on like Blu-ray or something, like I, I will give you your money back if you don't like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> And that's a promise. That is a prom. That is a Donnie promise. Riley, what was the best thing you saw this week? Um, I like I said, was thinking about horror, so I decided to watch a few, and right. I think just purest horror classic, Alien. All I, right. That is the best thing I watched this week, and I don't think it really needs to be talked about very much as to why <laughs> it's one of the best horror films that you'll ever watch in your whole life. But um, it's pretty much the opposite of the Chernobyl Diaries, where all of the anxiety you feel is founded the entire time during the movie. And it's, yeah, amazing female protagonist, done for me, you know, and 
right? It's a movie that was just kind of ahead of its time, despite being as... I mean, it was good, and it was good when it <laughs> premiered, and people loved it, but it's still... Maintain, still good. Yeah, it's still good, and it still has messages that even today resound. Alien, great. Aliens, yep. great. Yep. Everything else, awful. Yeah, if we want to talk also about one of the worst <laughs> things I watched, I did rewatch Prometheus, and I highly recommend never watching that movie if you can help it. Just don't. If you think you want to, don't do it. Watch something else. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because I would recommend you have to have, like, two other friends who make for a very good, like, Mystery Science Theater crew, and you have to just, <laughs> oh, okay. like, razz that fucking movie the entire time. Okay. With, you if, know if, what? If you're someone who drinks alcohol, also recommended. You're absolutely right, Donnie. That is the one entire exception. You get a group I, of friends and a lot of alcohol, and you don't remember the experience, but you hope it's funny. You, you do that I, during the night that you're drinking a whole bunch and you're drunk, you watch Prometheus, and then the Hangover movie the next morning is covenant (laughs) (laughs) you know the the drinking game that you could play for for covenant is i mean for for prometheus you drink every time they set up something that they don't answer (laughs) and then um alien covenant you drink every time they give you a answer that doesn't make any goddamn sense you're dead (laughs) (laughs) yeah if you want to die of alcohol poisoning that's how you do it there's a part one and a part two. You know, she's not here, so I'm going to tell this story for her. Um, <laughs> Caitlin played a drinking game one time, and I think it was The Sandlot, and she'd never seen it before and didn't know what it was about. And so the rule that she came up with was every time there was a baseball on screen or something like that, and they what? all got... Uh, <laughs> How is she not dead? I know, right? Every time there's know, a it, it, baseball on screen... <laughs> It wasn't exactly that, okay. but it was it was like something like every time they hit a baseball. Oh, okay. Or every time. That's kind of what I was thinking. It was, it was so- like every time a baseball was in the air or something. It was something yeah. like that, and um, the people she was watching it with got really upset with her because <laughs> she was the only one drinking the game. Suck, Caitlin. Oh, you mean everyone What's was drinking? It? Okay. Yeah, because they were all gonna die. <gasps> all right. So the best thing that I watched this week. Um, was a film that came out, I believe, last year that I was really excited to see and just never got around to. And it was The Miseducation of Cameron Post, which is currently on, not Hulu, HBO. And if you are not familiar with The Miseducation of Cameron Post, it is the girl version of Boy Erased, which also came out last year. (laughs) So, you know, it's about a person who's gay being sent to a pray away the gay camp but this time it's a girl oh i've seen that movie (laughs) i remember seeing a lot of advertisements for it um yeah that's a good movie yeah i liked it i was i was worried that i i wouldn't like it that much because i really really loved boy erased it's one of the like four movies that's made me cry and although this didn't make me cry i still really enjoyed it i thought that the characters they came up with were fascinating um it's pretty fucked up. There is, I mean, I don't know, it's been out for a year, so I'm fine saying this, and it takes place about halfway through the movie. But there's a part where uh, one of the gay kids tries to cut off his dick, so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, that's that's something you can prepare yourself for. <laughs> yeah, but, it's good to know beforehand. 
Yeah, no, I, I really, really liked it. It's, it's. I mean, it's hard. It's one of those movies that's that's hard to watch, um, but it's very well made, and yeah, I really, really loved it. It was great. All right, uh, so we all just watched the trailer for Bad Boys for Life. For life. Hashtag not sponsored. Which is. <laughs> A really shitty name for the movie because it's not the fourth film in the franchise. Yeah, they should have called it. I mean, honestly, we all know what it should have been called if they were going with the life thing. Because it should have been Bad Boys 3 Life, not 4 Life. It's not the fourth movie. Yeah. And then in the next one, they could have called it Bad Boys for Life. Yeah. Or for Death. And I, Who knows? <laughs> Bad Boys 5 ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I did just quickly want to point out um, something I, I, I found out when we looked it up. It's not directed by Michael Bay, but the two guys that are directing it are the uh, dudes that are directing the uh, Beverly Hills Cop 4, which is kind of funny to me. <laughs> I hope that they uh, they also wind up doing um, Lethal Weapon 5. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. What did you guys think of the trailer? I thought it was fine. I actually laughed a lot more during the trailer than I was expecting. Well, Yeah, me I, too. I also really quickly want to say, well, now, I know this, but just for the audience, what are you two's experience with the uh, Bad Boys film series, Donnie? I've only, I've only seen trailers. I maybe have Riley? seen, like, five minutes of the first film on, like, TNT as a child. That's it. I was gonna- yeah, if I've seen any of it, it's when my parents were watching it growing when I was growing up, and I have no recollection of any sort of being like, I've seen that movie. I have seen the second one, and the only reason I watched the second one is because when I was in high school, a friend of mine told me that the two greatest films ever made were Bad Boys 2 and Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> Which... <laughs> Seem like an oddly matched pair, but he uh, he gave them to me, and then I watched them, and that's the reason that I've seen Bad Boys too. <laughs> cool. Yep. <laughs> Super cool. And also, everybody who had to watch Bad Boy Two, Bad Boys Two, after they watch uh, Hot Fuzz. Yeah. <laughs> Far superior. Um, I. I did want to say, I don't know about you guys, but I did genuinely laugh at the, the line when Martin Lawrence, when they're in the mall, and he's like, we're not just black, we're cops, we'll pull ourselves over later. That was, that was <laughs> that pretty was, good, I liked that. Liked that. Funny. <laughs> this is, I didn't actually realize, but uh, yeah, it's funny that we watched this trailer after last week, when we watched Black and Blue, and honestly, this feels <laughs> like it has better commentary on being a cop and being black than that film. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, Yikes. I mean, I'm <laughs> might actually have to watch the uh, first two Bad Boys movies because this this one actually looks kind of entertaining. Yeah. I think my favorite part was when the police chief was yelling about something. Joey Pants. Fuck me! And then it looks like he's just downing a bottle of Pepto Bismol. Like, uh huh. That was that was funny to me. That's me in ten years. <laughs> you know things cops do. Uh huh. I'm a John I'm, I'm G. So- I'm sorry. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad. I'm so glad that they've replaced the uh the like police chief with a drinking problem uh motif 
motif with a uh, like oh now i've just got really bad antacid <laughs> yeah my acid reflux is so bad because i'm stressed yeah. all the time or dang ibs the real problem <laughs> real human emotions we can relate to it's like they're you know when they had to try to take cigarettes out of movies and they they had to replace them with things and now they're like okay now we got to cut down on all the all the all the cops drinking so uh mm-hmm. let's give them something else pepto-bismol pepto-bismol <laughs> I hope we uh, we watch the movie and we find out that it's whiskey and like a Pepto Bismol bottle. <laughs> yeah, or a Hello or the, Kitty shot, or the <laughs> or that he just has like one line of dialogue where he's like, "Oh, thank God that this is cut with cocaine or something like that." <laughs> Glad I sprinkled some heroin in that son of a bitch. <laughs> Man, oh, yeah, that's good. So yeah, no, I'm. I'm surprised i thought we were gonna have a lot more negative things to say mm-hmm. about this and uh and i'm totally into watching more martin lawrence especially after watching the beach bum <laughs> watching it i i hope that i hope that like does he lose a foot he, in this one too well what, what <laughs> i was gonna say is i hope this movie ends with him being like i'm gonna- all right well we're done now so i'm gonna go start my dolphin business where you get to swim with the dolphins yeah because they're in florida right <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And then he just walks off into the sunset, puts on the hat. It... <laughs> uh, Roll credits. Yep. And then uh, Will Smith is like, you know what? I think I'm gonna try out acting. And then they show him <laughs> in like a, yep. a, a Matrix reboot, <laughs> Big Willie style. And then, like, while the while the trailer for the Matrix reboot is playing, he, like, looks directly at the camera and says, there's still time. There's still time? <laughs> there's still time. We're in the new you know, timeline. He, was, he, tur- he turned down the Matrix. He did. To be in the wild, wild west. That's a very oh. good decision. <laughs> I mean, for Keanu Reeves it was. Yeah, it worked out for him. If Will Smith had taken the Matrix job, then he would have had a revival, at, like a John Wick like revival movie franchise now, and Keanu Reeves would be doing. I don't know what he would be doing. More Street Kings movies. <laughs> Absolutely, that'd be like wow, Which... Keanu Reeves, a new year, a new Street Kings movie. Keanu Reeves is to back. be fair. To be fair, I do love the first Street Kings movie. Okay, right on have not watched any of the other ones <laughs> I t- yeah probably not a good idea all right let's get is get us into some cat's eye discussion um i had suggested this film donnie you were unfamiliar with this i was very Riley, unfamiliar you were also unfamiliar oh, with this com- never had heard of it i'm pretty sure all you guys knew going into it was that i said that uh the first two are great and the third one sucks yep so uh donnie what did you think of cat's eye i, I thought no i do that to myself i do it it's just a fun joke i do jason um <laughs> Uh, Cat's Eye is, uh, really, I enjoyed it a lot more than I was expecting, which is not like, uh, I didn't trust you when you said that, like, because you told me exactly the quality that each story was Mm -hmm. beforehand, just like you just did Mm -hmm. for the people listening, and it's a, it's about there, I don't think I hate on the third segment as much as, uh, you do, 
I definitely think <laughs> it's a part of a completely different movie and does not really fit here. Um, but ultimately, like, yeah, like, the first one is very... It's, yeah, it's very Stephen King, although it's a little bit more kitschy. But Stephen mm-hmm. King is can be kitschy, so whatever. And then the second one is definitely... Uh, is one of those uh, just like a twilight zone episode and it was it was it was very good um and then the third one yeah it didn't it it drags on too long because when i actually looked at the time when it started and i was like this out this movie is an hour and 34 minutes long and the first few segments take up an hour so there's 34 minutes of the last segment (laughs) i was just like i don't know can i just fast forward through this So but, we, before we, before we get into the specifics of the uh, of the segments, Riley, what did you think of the uh, of Cat's Eye? Pretty much what you told me that the first two are really really good, and the and that's a really good way of putting it. What Donnie said about the third one being it it just doesn't feel like it belongs in this anthology. Like it looks like it should have been a part of an entirely different movie. Mm-hmm. You just on its own maybe it would have been fine but like at the end of an anthology with two really good pieces that came before it where you were just like left like wow like what else what is this third and final part gonna be like and then you get to the end you're like are you kidding me like (laughs) why did i sit through 34 minutes of this nonsense because there's that's where that goddamn cat was going (laughs) yeah that's where at the beginning of the movie the girl was like help me and then the cat ends up with her and then you're just like oh what's gonna happen what's it gonna be like and you're like you should have just left her (laughs) just go find somewhere else to be a karmically good cat for because that was terrible all right, so one thing that I would like to mention quickly uh, before we get into specifics is that the first two segments, uh, which would be Quitters, Inc. and The Ledge, are both based off of Stephen King stories. And the third one, he just kind of wrote. In one night. And I feel... <laughs> Cocaine I, I was, I was going to say, I feel like it was more in about five minutes, and, <laughs> and it was just while he was snorting cocaine. <laughs> Like, I know that he's talked about how how there are certain things that he doesn't remember writing. This has to be one of them. That whole script for that is written on a napkin, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And it's him actually seeing the wall open up and, like, see some kind of creature come out. He's like, I gotta write this shit down. (laughs) I believe it. Yeah, and then he, he wakes up the next day, and they're like, hey, did you ever finish that uh, that third screenplay? And he's like, yep, it's on this napkin. <laughs> There's also now a giant hole in my wall, and I will not tell you how it got there. Yikes. Also, I lost my breath. <laughs> All right, so... It was stolen from me. By a goblin. By a troll. Yes. By jingle bells in the wall. Oh, my God. All right, so... So... Uh, let's talk about the first segment, mm-hmm. which, I mean, I know we're going to probably rank them at the end, but for me, I feel like the quality just descends. Like, first one, best, second one, middle, yep. third one, absolute garbage. Um, so, Quitters, Inc. is a pretty freaky short film about a guy who decides to quit smoking but after he signs up to quit smoking, he finds that the company that's going to help him is run by... or they, they heavily allude that it's run by the mob. 
and um, what is it? It's if he smokes once, they're gonna electrocute his wife. The second time, it's his daughter, and then the, and the third time, they send someone out to rape his wife because they have yep. a sadistic individual that <laughs> that they keep they, around. They keep on staff for moments yeah. like those, and I think the direct quote from the what is it Donatelli? What is his Something name? Something like that. The main head guy who has a very Italian mafia name, um, says most people, he's, he says most, you'll take comfort in knowing most people don't slip after the denial. He says like 4%. 2%. 2%. Okay. 2%. They don't slip after the third time. And he's like, what happens on the fourth time? And he's like, well, then we give up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Then we give up and he shows his gun like, and then we'll murder you as if the first three things are better than that. Hmm. And and as ridiculous as this sounds, I mean, it's it's actually pretty freaky. Well, I think the horror kind of lies in knowing that when he screws up, someone else pays for it. Mm-hmm. And for for me, like that's terrifying. Like if like I said, if he the mob boss shows him the gun as if the fourth time of him finally paying for his own consequences is the worst thing that could happen. When in reality, I think most people would say watching people you care about suffer for your mm-hmm. mistakes is infinitely worse than just paying the consequences yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I also really like this one because I feel like it does a much better job than the other two of balancing like the humor of the situation. True. Because uh, when we were watching it, I pointed out that you know, like there's that great sequence where he's in the he. He's in a room, and everybody around him is smoking, and then somebody, his friend, offers him a cigarette, and then all of a sudden that song, um, Every Breath You Take, (laughs) starts playing, and then he starts looking around, and it's just like, everybody's got like 10 cigarettes hanging out of their mouth. Yeah, he's like, take a drag, and his friend's got like 14 cigarettes in his fingers, and he's like, and then like, the dancers are walking packs of cigarettes yeah. and yep. the waiter has and then all he, the cigarette like entire packs sticking out yeah. <laughs> and and then he looks over and and Danetti is just like dancing down the stairs yeah, he's singing to the song syncing yeah, yeah. Lip, lip syncing and then the staring song. at him like yep. better not fuck up loser i'll be watching oh. you <laughs> that was oh yeah that that's that's probably the creepiest scene in that movie mm-hmm. or the the funny one for me was when he's in his car oh, stuck yeah. on the highway, and he finally lights up a cig. Or was it the second time he lit up? No, that's no, the first. Because the the that's the first that's time. The first the, time. Because yeah. the time you're thinking of is when he almost. Yeah, he almost lights it up, and then that's when he realizes that there's somebody in his closet. Yes, which is also right. really fucking creepy. Yeah, it is. And then he's like, "Look, tell Danetti, I didn't, I didn't light it up. I didn't do yeah. it. I, I was just about to, but I didn't." I, I was, I was looking for these golf clubs, <laughs> <laughs> which is not a joke. That's literally what he says. And then he yep. grabs them and puts them next to his bed. <laughs> yep, and then. Oh my and then god! His wife wakes up the next morning. She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what where did these this? golf clubs come Why from? Why did he drag these out? No, no. The funniest, one of the funniest parts for me was when he's in his car. He finally lights up, and he's laying down across the mm. car, and he's using his hand to wa- like wipe the smoke away. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and he has that. he has a pair of shades on. Like, oh yeah, he puts those on first, <laughs> and then leans down, and I'm yeah. Great disguise there, buddy. And, like, whatever of Donetti's men is watching you isn't going to see the arm just flailing in the car. Like, oh, I wonder what he's doing. 
Which, that's another super creepy moment when he just, like, sits up oh. and looks around. And, There's uh, the guy. Junk. That's yeah. his name. Oh my God. <laughs> Junk. Junk is just sitting in the car next to him and, like, waves at him and then takes off. Oh. Uh, perfect. Great. Yes. I loved it. Yeah. Me too. That was a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and honestly, I have to give a lot of uh, uh, credit to James Woods. Uh, mm-hmm. His performance, even though he is a known trash person nowadays, but he yeah. he like every time, like especially in that first uh, sequence or that first time that he goes downstairs in the middle of the night to smoke, like it's thundering and like he sees himself in the mirror and he's like ah, <laughs> and, yeah, then, <laughs> and then and oh. then and then yeah he gets he gets spooked by the boots in the in the closet that actually does turn out to be a person. Which I was like, oh, I thought he was just, like, hallucinating. But then it, like, appears that the person wets himself or something. I don't know what's no, going on there. No, I think there's a storm happening outside. Yeah. And so I think it's implied that, like... He, they came in in the rain. Yeah, and so, the the like, his boots are just wet. Right. It was just weird, because when they did a close-up of the boots, then, like, all of a sudden there was just, like... A very cons- like a, a just like a splash of water went down. I was like, "Uh, what's going on here?" So I don't know. Yeah, I he's think just they peeing just... on the floor, yep. marking his territory. You better not mess up. Um, just in case you're confused, I was here. <laughs> yeah, and any of the stuff that he does in uh, like the first time he goes into the office, like that that is also really funny when he sees the guy all like freaked out, and then his wife comes out. And like mm-hmm. they take him, and like she like pelts the guy with a uh, with the purse, and you just see. I noticed the receptionist, the lady at the desk, just like smile and laugh a little bit while she's pelting him with the purse. <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah. okay, this this kind of shows me what what this is. I I have I have a slightly fucked up theory about that, um, which is because he. Donetti makes it very clear, which, by the way, I also want to say a quick shout out, um, because Alan King, who played Donetti, was like fucking perfect in that role. Um, and I was really bummed. I, w- I wish that he played the bad guy. Like, I wish they just brought those two back and had them in the second one, sure, as well, because he would have been great as the as the mob boss in the second one. Right. Also, anyway. it confused me too because Drew Barrymore is James Woods' character's daughter, daughter. as well, which yep. really, I was like. Wait a second. Are they wrapping back around to this family in the third sequence? But no, she just kind of just shows up throughout yep. the film as different like, characters. Um. No. So what I was gonna say was, uh, he, he's very Donetti is very clear that, um, when they shock his wife, he's gonna have to watch, right? Yep. And that guy wasn't watching what was happening to his wife. So, was she getting raped? That was my thought, too, where, like, it's not implicitly implied that you'll ha- he'll have to watch his wife getting raped. Yeah. But, because that was my thought, too. It was either that she was too weak to, like, come out after him watching her get shocked on her own. But she's already pretty mad. Like, mm-hmm. she's very upset with him when she walks out and there's no words really exchanged between them so that was kind of my thought too i was like she obviously already knows that he's trying to quit smoking and he's failing which is why she's so mad and now she's suffering this extra consequence yeah at the same time so i think that's a pretty good theory mm-hmm. yeah it's it's terrible but 
I mean, what else could it be? Just makes it creepier. And then the, uh, you know, the last, the last creepy, uh, or last thing I want to talk about is just, uh, how, how perfect, at least for me, that, that ending moment is. Oh, yep. To Quitter's Inc. Yep. And then you see the, the, the missing finger. Yeah. Cause they joke about it and you just like, yep. be like, because now it's not smoking. It's, Hey, after you're done smoking, you kind of have to keep your weight in check because once you stop smoking, then you start gaining weight. Um, yep. because your metabolism changes and then, and then he's like, what are you going to do? Cut my, cut my wife's finger off. And he's like, ah, I don't know if he didn't, you know, he says it or the no, other guy does. He, he says, uh, he says like, what are you going to do? Gonna do yeah. Something like that. And then Danetti's like, we're going to cut your wife's finger off. But he says it like a joke. And he's like, like ha, ha. ha Yeah, they both laugh. They're like, ha ha. <laughs> and you're like, no, he's serious. Yep. Yeah. And then at the end you see the other guy's wife and she's. Missing a finger. Yeah, and she's hesitant to toast. <laughs> yep. To Quitter's Ink, and she yep. raises it up, and yeah. And just, like, you can see that it's recent, too, because the stitching is still there. Yep. Like, the black, like, you can see the black stitches on her finger, and you're like, oh my oh my god. And just that, that look of, like, what Horror. have I gotten myself into? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could keep talking about this segment, but uh, we should probably keep moving I, on. Yeah, I think we covered everything that is notable. Um... All right, so the ledge. Mm-hmm. Donnie, kick us off. I can see that you're you're you've got a burning desire to say something insightful. I like it. Um, it's just one of those good old fashioned like this is a guy who thinks he was he's gotten out of the reach of a of a mob boss, um, and or getting out of a bad situation with someone he loves. And then it turns out there's one more thing that he has to get through. Like, he's not out of the weeds yet. He has to do this thing. And the person that he's dealing with likes to make bets, as we can see with mm-hmm. what he did before that, which the cat, the the you know, the titular cat, uh, uh, runs across the street, and they make a bet like, oh, is the cat going to get hit by a car or not? And then they get the cat to come over, and then he becomes... He gets over safely... He wins the money from the guy, and then he takes him because he's a good luck charm. And then, uh, so that's the cat inclusion here. Uh, yes. But then, uh, as you can tell by the title of the short, uh, once he captures the guy that's trying to escape uh, with this man's wife, he uh, tells him, hey, you know what? This penthouse, this building, is apparently like, the architect was like a monster or it's considered a monstrosity of architectural design and Mm -hmm. this ledge is horrible so this is what (laughs) i'll do for you if you can make it all the way around on this ledge around this building then i'll let you go you can have the money everything will be then everything will go your way but i've stashed a bunch of heroin in your vehicle and they're not i'm gonna call the cops and they're gonna you're gonna you're gonna spend quite a amount of time in jail so you better start walking, because otherwise I'm just going to call the cops and you're going to jail. And then that's essentially the premise, is that he, most of uh, most of the short is him uh, dealing with different issues, especially uh, the mob boss, like, uh, distracting him and keeping him on his toes, as he says. Blowing a horn at him. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Tr- yeah. It, washing him with the hose. If this had been post it, I'm pretty sure he would have just had a Pennywise costume on when he did that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's especially considering. I mean, I don't, I didn't specifically count, but I think there are like five or six obvious references. The Christine other... one is bad. 
Christine Cujo, um, the Dead Zone. Yep, which is not um, even a reference. It's just, it's just it's on just the TV. Playing. Yeah. Pet Cemetery comes up yep, later. Pet Cemetery, and I don't know. I don't remember the other ones, but if he was a name, they had to do it. Yep. I was. This one reminded me a lot of Riley. I know you haven't seen Creep Show, but Donnie, I know you have seen Creep Show. You talking about the this cockroach one? Remind- one? No, this one reminded me a lot of the the one with uh, Leslie Nielsen. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like it, it can't it's turn out basically for anybody. the same story. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Um, except without the zombies. <laughs> yeah, except without the zombies. That is. I know it sounds like a big, big difference, but it's not. <laughs> no, it's not really. Um, no, I and I, I think that for me at least, I don't know about you guys, um, but the highlight for me of this one is once he finally makes it around the building and he gets inside and the 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 mob boss is like, well, I, I mean, I don't welch on my bets, but I am a sore loser. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that moment was really fucking creepy. I really liked that. <laughs> well, I think followed up with him... Like, I said you could have it. You can have my wife, you can have my penthouse, you can have my money. And then he kicks the bag over, and it's her head cut off in the bag, like, following up the sore loser comment. That was when the, like, less of the anxiety of watching this guy walk along a ledge disappeared. And that was really the more horror aspect of, Mm -hmm. yep, he won, but really he still lost at the same time. Uh Yeah, the only thing is it's not it's not as touching of an ending as the one in Creep Show because then they're zombies together and then Leslie Nielsen just laughs into the credits. I, yeah, I like the uh, the, the, the that, that's probably my favorite Creep Show segment and I just love the part where he's like I can hold my breath for a long time <laughs> and then cut to transform into a comic book strip. Yep. Good times. <laughs> Someday, Riley, we'll watch Group Show. That sounds like a plan. <laughs> mm-hmm. And October is coming think, up. It's true. The The one thing about this segment that kind of threw me was actually the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly because, like Donnie said, the cat's sitting in the middle of this highway waiting to cross, and they made a bet on whether or not, like, just some random guy and the mob boss make a bet on whether or not the cat is going to live or die. I, it was kind of weird to me that the mob boss was... It was almost implied that he knew the cat would live. You know what I mean? Like, you see, like, he waited to call for the cat until a certain time, and then he does. And then you see cars crash in the background, but obviously the cat lives. Yeah, it's weird, because it's implied that they're, like, buds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because Because like, he's on top of his car, like, now. Yeah, he like, says, okay, now, and the cat listens to him as compared to the other two who are trying to get the cat to cross the highway, and he's not moving. Mm-hmm. And it's, so I don't, I, that was one part I didn't quite get, so I was wondering what you two thought about it. I don't know. 80s magic. Fair enough. He's just, like, he's just a fellow feline. He's which, a damn cat. obviously, I was pulling for the cat <laughs> to win, too, obviously, but, uh. It was just weird, because it was almost implied that this mob boss, like, knew not only the cat... Like, knew! Didn't even... Like, he knew the cat would live, that there was something special about him, and then knew when to tell him to cross, which was weird to me. But, right. I don't know. Yeah, hard to say. I I, yeah. I didn't think it was too weird. I, I was just like, where is this the start of this story? 
And that was it's yeah, only that because was the other of the cat. Thing too. Yeah. I, I feel like it was just like I feel like the only reason it wasn't that weird to me is because they, they kind of set up that the cat has some sort of magical Right properties, even if they never really explain where they come from. Karma cat. <laughs> Karma cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we I, we watched this with, uh, or I watched this with Riley and Caitlin, and they kept calling the cat Karma Cat. Karma Cat. <laughs> totally is. Yep. The general. So speaking of the cat, let's get into oh. uh, general. Ha ha! Love it. <laughs> which is, which is the third segment, and in my opinion, the worst. Um. Although, I'm not going to lie, I had a little bit more fun watching it this time with, uh, with with Riley and Caitlin because we were just making fun of it and how <laughs> it didn't make any goddamn sense. I think no. we talked about fetishes more than we talked about <laughs> the movie the whole time. Cool. Which we'll explain. We'll explain. Um, we don't have to. Good. I get it. <laughs> oh, so you, so you understand. Johnny's on board. Awesome. Yeah. Jester hats. Well, the... It's a fetish. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Jester hats, the dad trying to fuck the daughter. I mean... Oh, the moment with the glove on the fridge <laughs> yep. where it says, I, Oh, yeah! I get sad when mommy spanks me. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but but <laughs> for... you go back and you pause it when the camera's on the refrigerator. <laughs> like, there's a moment where the mom and dad are talking to each other in the kitchen it's like morning before they send the girl off to school Mm -hmm. and there's a frame where you can clearly see the refrigerator in the background and there's like a glove that it looks like the girl made (laughs) yep and it and it says i get sad when and then underneath in quotes by the way it Mm. says when mommy spanks me and i'm like this is it this is not the girl that made this this is when the dad put this on the fridge and they have their sexual exploits like right in front of their child every day Mm. she doesn't even know i have to wow i have to go back and i knew i knew the dad was a little bit uh creepy weird but i i take the this is gonna sound weird i take the creepy dad over the oh my god a horrible mother just like she is the worst character and i understand in the context of a short film in an anthology you have to kind of lean into stereotypes more because you don't have too much time to set up characters but what the fuck caricaturize them yeah oh yeah and how she's constantly she's constantly like what about polly yeah but what about the bird and the daughters have you given polly the time of day no. Yeah. If you if you love Polly so much, why doesn't she sleep in your room? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hmm. So, real quick, um, for anybody who has not seen Cat's Eye, the third segment is about the cat who has you've kind of been following his adventures through the movie, mm-hmm. and he shows up at this little girl's house, and there's a troll. Who yeah, looks troll. Like the first supernatural a, element to this film. Yep. Oh my god. Who looks like a gesture or a gest? Like, he looks like a uh, a, a, a half orc playing a bard in D anD. D. He's got um, these weird I, triangle teeth. Yeah. Yep. Gesture hat. Which I have no problem with the design of the character. It's a little bit kind of slapdash and put together, but like the effects and the creature design is, it, I'm okay with. It's mostly just no, the it, boringness of the of the segment. Yeah, agreed. It looked good. It's just the rest of it was so. And and so what happens is the uh, the troll shows up and 
um, tries to steal Drew Barrymore's breath. Mm-hmm. While she sleeps. Yep, while she sleeps. And and if you're wondering what that looks like, it probably looks like what whatever you're imagining in your head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is just him trying to, or her, trying to suck Drew Barrymore's breath out of her mouth. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the cat shows up, who Drew Barrymore has named General for some reason. She and calls him that. It, Don't know why. And it fight and it fights the troll, and that's the movie. <laughs> yeah, good time. Well, and it should be said, too, that actually the very beginning of Cat's Eye, before we're even introduced to Quitter's Inc., yeah. the cat is shown living as a stray in the middle of this city, and it like kind of walks across the street and ends up in front of a, like a display yep yep and there's tvs yep. in it right yep or something to that effect yep tvs yeah. and and the cat sees the girl going help me help me yeah. and then the cat actually Which, gets picked up by quitters inc to be used as a, a uh, demonstration like demonstration. demonstration for the electricity room yeah. yeah so basically this whole anthology has been about this cat trying to get to this little girl and we finally do for the third segment and part of you is like excited to watch it you're like finally and they're yep. finally addressing why this cat's looking and it sucked <laughs> and and how does the how does how is the cat able to see the uh, visions of the girl cocaine <laughs> lots and lots of coke i'm sure there's a cut scene where it snoops its nose <laughs> a little bit too far into something no stephen <laughs> king no stephen king cameo in this by the way not sure why oh no, that's true I, I don't know. He was, he was probably too busy. He was just like, hey, I already did a short story segment in an anthology movie. I don't want to have to do anything like that again. I'll write it. Leave me alone. I got more yeah. coke to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got more lines to snort. I gotta work on maximum overdrive. It's gonna be a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, hear me out. There's a troll. <laughs> Which is funny, because like, it's as much as you say that this seems like something that was written in a night, or I said it was written in a night, I don't know if cocaine was involved, because I feel like there could have been much more interesting things happening if he was doing cocaine. <laughs> that is a very fair point. This seems like true. something right. that he he wrote down just like the one sentence idea. A troll is trying to steal Drew Barrymore's breath, and and like there was somebody, there was like a ghostwriter who actually fleshed it out to a whole page, you know? I feel like he was doing Mad Libs. <laughs> uh, place noun here, troll. <laughs> and he just came up with this. Is trying to avert. Yes, actually, steal. actually, he has a whole. Um, he has a whole chapter. If you if you uh, read on writing by Stephen King, he has a whole chapter mm-hmm. that's just Mad Libs. <laughs> it's a make your own Stephen King novel. I would actually. That would be a good kids book. <laughs> It would be something. Yes. Now, here's I, here's wait, what I have to... Uh, you have something else to say? I, one other thing about... it. My, my favorite part of watching this movie is watching the cat and the troll fight. Oh, yeah. Because they basically just do the same thing. Like, the cat swipes at the troll, yeah. and then the troll stabs with its knife, uh-huh. and then the cat swipes with his paw... And then the troll stabs with his knife. And then what's even funnier is that eventually the troll stabs the cat. And he's got like this huge gaping wound. Yeah. 
And then later, the the dad picks up the troll's knife, and it is conservatively the size of like the tip of a pencil. Yeah, I suppose. Like he's <laughs> like, like he doesn't even pick it up with his whole hand. He like yeah. pinches it in between two fingers, the little tiny hilt, and it's maybe like an inch or two long. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, when the troll was wielding it, it was like the yeah. size of its arm. It was big, and it was able to leave. A gash yeah. wound inside this cat. There were there were definitely some weird like scale issues when it came to that troll in the room. So, I I this is no Lord of the Rings. I'll say that much for sure. <laughs> well, do you think then they just like CGI'd the knife the troll was holding the whole time, or like lost no. the prop that it had? <laughs> like, no, there like, there was oh, probably lost the knife. there was there was multiple uh, scales of that knife. I'm sure. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, they they just didn't do they just didn't do the due diligence as yeah. much as as much as the effects were like okay. Yeah, for yeah. a movie. What was when did this movie made? Nineteen eighty five. Yeah, it was really well done. Mm-hmm. So before we uh, before we move on, um, I mean I don't know. Does anybody else have anything they want to say about Cat's Eye? Yes, here's what I would say about how you could save the last segment. One of two things could have happened to make this a lot better. The mom should have turned out to be someone who could like steal the breath out of her daughter because it turned because the the way they realized that something could steal the breath out of you is from her mother who the dad like yep. makes fun of uh sometime True. in the morning. Um, so like true. she, and then like that would realize why like the mom is suspicious of the cat because the cat is the one trying to save her, and like the troll could have been like her minion trying to like steal the, you know, like have one wait, wait, little wait, extra I, layer. I like this, but my question is: so would the reveal have been that like at the end the mom just like pulls a mask off and she's got like a troll head and ginormous yeah she's mama and, troll and jingle bells on her head absolutely we'll loved it or maybe All she right. goes outside um, and like pulls a troll out of the grass because you grow them in the ground <laughs> or something i don't know like it's a, it's a different creature but um, i like where your head's at and it's just something well yeah I'm game with all of this. All right, what's I, your wait? What's your other idea? Yeah, what was the other? The one? other idea is the opposite, in which because they they tease it that like the cat's go cat goes into the room because Drew Barrymore, the daughter, is sleeping with the parents because she's afraid, and they just went through this uh, you know traumatic experience where they figured out, oh my god, there's a troll with a tiny knife that actually exists, and so she's sleeping with her parents, and the cat comes into the room and like gets super close to her mouth. And you think, like, oh, my God, is the cat going to steal the breath out of Drew Barrymore? And then the cat just licks her mouth. So, like, yeah. and then and then the mom would have been justified to be like, yeah, mm-hmm. leave the cat out of here because it's actually dangerous. It's actually trying to kill my daughter. <laughs> so I think one of those could have been, like, a nice, like, cherry on top. It definitely, I think, either one of those ideas would have added more horror to this story. Because the entire time you watch it, you don't feel the same, like, anxiety, dread, wondering who's going to get hurt, what's going to happen. Like, you're just waiting for the cat and the troll to face off. You're not worried anyone's going to die. You're not worried of major consequences happening. Like, we know the kid's not going to get her breath stolen and die. Because if she did, we wouldn't be having this conversation, Uh obviously. So, it would have been more Stephen I, King, but I guess this is a this yes. is a kids movie. Yeah. 
So I, I was just a little curious for anybody who's familiar with the film Sleepwalkers, which Stephen King wrote, um, <clears throat> which is also about cats and cat people, and it's fucking stupid. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, I was just curious when, when that was made. Uh, that was made in, in 1992. Okay. Um, and is the first uh, first film that he wrote originally for the screen. Mm. You should stick to books. Right? I think, I mean, that's why Quitters, Inc. and The Ledge were so much better. Because he had, he had a blueprint. It's amazing he has to... Exactly. Yeah. All he had to do was turn the book in. Here you go, guys. There it is. Figure it out. All right. Well, I would highly recommend that if you haven't seen this movie and you have listened to the show, that you should uh, check it out, at least for the first two segments. Yes. <laughs> you can you, you can skip the third one. You can just assume after the second one that General the Cat is just going around performing his karmic duty uh, wherever <laughs> he's needed, because I'd rather have that, that he's just a cat that's like timeless and immortal and he goes around righting wrongs. Yep. So stay tuned All for right. Cat's Eye 2. No. <laughs> so, let's get into... Oops, I clicked on Steam. Anyway. All right. So I am gonna read. We're gonna play this game again. I'm gonna read us. I'm gonna read some reviews, and you two are gonna see if you can guess what the movie is. Yay! And just so you know, Donnie, O'Reilly can't see the title of what the films are. I took okay. them off. So there's no, there's no collusion. Cheating. No cheating. You'll right. probably be better at this than I. Uh, am, so. you listened to the last podcast. <laughs> I did. I thought you did pretty well. You hit one, like, right away. Uh-huh. You were like, it's this, and Jason's like, you're right. Yeah, the I last one. impressed. Yeah, but still. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. So, first review. Uh, there's two of them. So this so this uh, user's name is... Oh, my God. Why is Discord... Keep are you still up? doing stuff that's in theaters right now? I am. Okay. So this, these are all things that are in theaters right now. Um, it Chapter so 2. first... Go on. <laughs> All of them. Every single one yep. of these reviews. Alright, so, first review. Uh, reviewer Facebook U uh, gave this one and a half stars. Great CG and effects, but so much body shaming and gay slander, it was hard to deal with. Uh, <clears throat> and then the second review was from Kiera H. We gave it two and a half stars, who said the movie could have been scarier, a lot more comedy than it should have been. But she spelled a lot like... Um, it was combined. One word. A, a lot. Which makes a me lot. think of Ali Broche's a lot. <laughs> if, you, if you're unfamiliar, a you lot. should I highly recommend you should check it out. It's really funny. Anyway, any guesses? Is it it? Chapter two? Yeah. It, is it it chapter two? It is it chapter that two. That was my thought. I'm sorry. I preemptively so much body that shaming one. and gay slander. Really? It, oh well probably what? just because it's like well it's twenty two? Twenty three? How much how much time between the dairy dairy children years? Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah. So yeah, at that point I, I believe because it's like current day, right? Yep. Okay. But they also have a lot of flashbacks to the kids. Okay. So. Well, yeah, they they had a lot of that talk in the in the first it, just because they mm-hmm. were they were trying to Richie Tozer. <laughs> um, all right. So, 
Now we can get into the to the other ones. <laughs> so, so this review was written by Marcus B, who gave it five stars and said, "I like the movie. It was suspense." Ah, a cinephile then, we have on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> this is maybe my favorite review of this one, um, or of this like of this time we played this game. So this is Mark G, who also gave it five stars. Or no, 0.5 stars. Sorry, gave it 0.5 stars. Mm -hmm. And said, 0.5 out of 5. Sorry, all these are out of 5. 0.5 stars. Chinese water torture of ignorance in movies of all time. Clown emoji. Who the fuck green lights this poop emoji? Run. Sick emoji, sick emoji, sick emoji, sick emoji, sick emoji. If only I could give this ridiculous debacle a zero thumbs down emoji. Hmm. Oh my god. Chinese water torture of ignorance in movies of all time. So that was another one. And then this one I also really liked, and it was, um, this one's by Michael, and it's two stars, and it says, Chick Flick. However, the wife loved it, so it wasn't a total lost. Not loss, lost. Lost. Alright, you guys got got any guesses? Sea (laughs) Biscuit. Sea biscuit. You're close, Riley. Oh, I, there's a movie that I I don't know if it's out or if it's coming out that has like Rebel Wilson and Anne Hathaway in it, and I'm wondering if it's I don't remember the title, but I think it's that one. Oh, my serious answer is the farewell. Uh, it is uh, 47 meters down. Oh on my god! What a chick flick? Oh my series? god! A chick flick? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> However, the wife loved. What? Which, by the way, they missed flick, this. But she loved it. They missed the serious opportunity to call it uh, ninety-four meters down. <laughs> meters down further. That's not factually accurate, Jason. You can't. What? You can't dive that deep. Without never so? mind. I'm going. Actually, I don't know. So Donnie, I'm just it's, saying it's another movie about people getting attacked by sharks. What? So- I just love the logic of this review that he mu- like he kind it's basically backwards logic in the fact that like my wife loved it so it must be a chick flick. I didn't like it cuz I'm a man. So it's not <laughs> Yeah. It's not a, it's not a anything else but a chick flick. Maybe you should go watch Piranha 3D. <laughs> All right. And then I'm really excited for this next one. Okay. So, uh I've got three reviews. Alex C., who gave it five stars, said, The best movie to date. To date. To date. Okay. <laughs> to date. Okay. And End sentence. End sentence. End sentence. Period. Uh, the next two users didn't have names, so uh, this, one, this person gave it four stars and said, Really good movie, didn't feel too long or short. That's exactly <laughs> what I see. That's what I expect in a movie. <laughs> And then, then, this is my favorite one. Actually, this might be my favorite review. Um, Five stars. The movie made for smart people. Don't trust the real fake news media. The real fake news media. (laughs) Oh my god. Is this one of those Christian movies that just pop up out of nowhere? Yes! (laughs) Uh, Is it that, it's the one where he drives with the dog? No. Damn it. No, it's the one about the kid who falls into a coma. No. Oh, no, that it. one left the theater. Close oh, though. Okay. I'm I'm going to be honest, I don't fully know what this movie is about. I don't want to save this. 
Um, I don't know what this movie's about, but I will pull it up real. It's called Overcomer. Okay. Oh. And just... yeah, I was gonna say, uh, ew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gross. Um. Yeah, it's an uh, American Christian drama film. Please stop. So. Please. I'm just gonna go based on what I see here on the poster. Um, From the creators of War Room. Yeah, so there's a there's a guy wearing a hat and a blue shirt. I yeah. can already tell this is a football. I'm movie. pretty. He's a coach. It's, right? Oh no no no! But there's there's joggers. Oh. I've I've movie, I've I've read this and I've read this like the synopsis of this. And so it's what's like, it about? It's like the most unlikely of coaches, like coaches the most unlikely of athletes, and through the you know prayer and. And like hard work, they're able to make it farther than either one of them could have made it alone, or something. It's bad. Please tell me that this is about how Jesus makes you faster. Oh my god! Like anime. <laughs> you just see <laughs> Naruto run. I mean, he is the one and true anime Jesus. So I mean, he's but not. Then he would right. have to have his arms out so that he's like on a crucifix. Oh my god! Yes. He's just like oh, it's actually that's just what he was he trying to do. To whatever he's getting to. <laughs> oh my gosh, we figured it out. <laughs> Mystery solved. Yep. Never have to watch anime again. We all know how it ends. Yeah, I mean, Christianity <laughs> is just an anime, so it's fine. <laughs> you should read the manga first. The source material is better. Mm, yes. So, uh, so those, those were the reviews that I got. <laughs> Glad that. Uh, that that you guys were able to uh, to to get two of them, I guess. Yay! Right. I am gl- I am. We are actually winners for not getting the title of that last one. <laughs> I am in wholehearted agreement with you. We're fine. the The only reason that I knew that that last one came out was because I was I was bored one day and I was I wanted to go see a movie, mm-hmm. and so I was I was clicking through and I was like Overcomer fuck is this and then i looked it up and i was like oh i don't want to watch this Ugh. so then so then i saw ready or not again yeah <laughs> yep i like the idea that anybody who finds this movie title is like i didn't know they were allowed to show porn in theaters that's true <laughs> and then they're even more disappointed when it's not <laughs> yeah oh uh, yeah i want to see the porn parody of this uh, do you think it's just no called come over or just comer come <laughs> overt comer over <laughs> this is gross all right i want to talk about it so anymore. I feel weird okay <laughs> uh let's let's throw down some 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 wrecks real quick all right uh donnie what do you got well you you had brought up uh well riley had brought up the chernobyl diaries that you'd watch that and if you want to watch something that's actually terrifying, and this is a recommendation only, like, like from hearsay, because I haven't watched it yet, but Chernobyl on HBO would be a better recommendation. That's something that I haven't seen, but I'm sure is just great. Um, the thing mm-hmm. that I that did remind me of was uh, there is two YouTube channels. One is called uh, Cloth Map, which is... Uh, uh, person, his name is Drew Scanlon. He, uh, formerly of Giant Bomb, he goes around the world and kind of like goes to um, different countries and nations and figures out like how, what they do for fun, like what their gaming culture is, like even like in the distant past, like what's going on now. 
He just wants to see like what different nations or different cultures do with video gaming. And the first thing he did was he went to Chernobyl and one of the most popular videos that he has up on his channel is the puppies of Chernobyl, which there are puppies who live there and but you can't touch them because then you'll get like they have radiation on them so you can't actually pet the puppies. So you have to stay away from the puppies when you're there. So apparently that's like one of his more, I can un totally understand why it's one of his more popular YouTube yeah. videos. So check that's that out. Crazy. But he also is just like very well informed and very put together person who like does a lot of research and is very respectful of these cultures and is just like just a nice wholesome uh, travel show if you're if you're a little bit more gaming inclined. And then the other one, which I'll spend a little less time on, is uh, No Clip which is just like video game documentaries of probably the highest caliber that I've seen. Um, not to like diminish other people doing documentaries on video games, but Noclip is definitely up there and is probably one of the more um, uh, interesting uh, as Danny O'Dwyer, who, who is like the face of it. And he's like, he's a very uh, pleasant Irishman who uh, is, uh, is, uh, he just, once again, like Drew Scanlon, just very well informed about what he's talking about. And he just has, like, uh, still has a youthful, like, uh, energy about trying to discover stuff about, uh, you know, like the stuff behind games, the people who make them, people who play them, everything like that. So those are my recs. All right. Riley, what do you got for us? Um, I spend a lot of my time on YouTube, so when I was thinking about this, I actually kind of went through my subscription list of the people I watch the most. So I have two that are my favorites. One of them uh, is a lesser-known creator. His name's Puffin Forest. Um, and he he animates his D&D &D adventures, whether or not Ooh. it's ones that he runs as a DM or ones that he's played in. And he also covers not just Dungeons & Dragons, but I think, like, Pathfinder and some, like, space... Um, tabletop RPGs that you can play that he's been involved in and it he's really funny but his stories are they're not only a source of inspiration for me who plays and DMs but they're they're just funny to listen to because they're they're things that can only happen in the moment of playing a Dungeons and Dragons game and if anyone out there has ever played you know exactly what I'm talking about um he's definitely worth a watch and he's super down to earth his videos aren't terribly long so they only take maybe like at the most 15 minutes to watch on his longer videos um the other channel that i like is probably a bit more well known it's actually called cinema wins and they're not affiliated with cinema sins even though sometimes they do the same movie uh the same week but the reason i like cinema wins a lot is not only because it's very positive and we all need a little bit more in that in our lives um at the end of his videos, instead of just getting to the end of the movie and counting up how many wins he had, he kind of explains what he really likes about the movie, the criticisms the movie might have against it, and why he understands it or doesn't understand it, and just kind of goes over the things that Cinema Sins does not talk about, like the score, the directors, what goes into making this movie, um, all, all that fun stuff, and that's, that's a channel that I really like. So if you're looking for a positive... Uh, YouTube media outlet Puffin Forest P-U-F-F-I-N Forest or Cinema Wins which is obviously self-explanatory there's no funky spelling so alright <clears throat> so I'm gonna break away from the uh, YouTube stuff <laughs> but why I... <laughs> yes please I save watched... us Jason 
I watched some other movies this week, and then I also didn't watch a movie this week that I still think people should watch. So I watched uh, Thoroughbreds, which is on HBO and is, I believe, the last film to feature Anton Yelchin. No. <gasps> oh. Um, and it's it reminded me. I really liked it. It reminded me a lot of Tragedy Girls or Teenage Cocktail, um, which are two movies that I'm or two lesser known movies. One of which sounds like a porno. Um, uh-huh. but it's not that, that, that I'm a big fan or I'm big fans of and I, I liked this a lot too um, so yeah if you have uh, HBO you should watch this it's really good um, the other two that are streaming are I watched The Brink which is the Steve Bannon documentary oh. and oh my god that movie's fucking depressing <laughs> yeah I'm afraid <laughs> because, like, um, well, I, I should also explain. I also watched um, Untouchable, which is the Harvey Weinstein documentary. Yep, which, like, just came out. <laughs> yep, and, and that one's all, I mean, those both came out this year. And that one's also depressing as shit. Um, I feel like the, the Steve Bannon one is more depressing because not only is he still doing what he's doing, yeah. but he appears to know that it is very wrong. <laughs> like in the, in the documentaries uh, or in the documentary, he just makes random comments about how uh, white nationalists and um, Nazis are like the best groups of people oh and that they're, that they're the easiest to get riled up. And so that's why he, uh, he, he works with people who will um, get their attention. <laughs> Yeah. And so yeah, if you want to feel super fucking sad about the state of just everything, watch those two. Okay. And those are both on Hulu. They'll be red top of my also, list. I was also gonna say real quick, I have been rereading The Divine Comedy by Dante Alighieri. Right on. Cause I'm a pompous asshole and uh yeah, it's really good. I, I love it. I still love it. It holds up, obviously, so you should read that if you've <laughs> never read it. And then the other movie that I didn't watch this week that I just feel like I should tell people to watch. Um you know those moments like when you when you like um if you're religious at all or that you've seen where um someone's like, you know, I just I feel God is telling me right now to tell someone that blah 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 blah. Well that's the way that I feel right now. I just feel like I need to tell everyone you should watch Heathers. <laughs> If you've never seen Heathers, even if you have seen Heathers, the old one, go I watch assume? Heathers. Yes, because okay. the one with Christian Slater and Winona Ryder. Because um, even if you're even if you're unfamiliar, the movie's fucking great. And even though it's about school shootings, it's great, <laughs> and it's it great. still holds up. And everyone should go watch it. So yeah. All right. Uh, you can follow. You can also follow me on Twitter. And I still haven't looked to see what my new Twitter name is. I'm pretty sure it's Jason Rinks stuff or Jason Rinks things. Uh-huh. Um, not not argue can't. with Jason anymore. Don't try no. to look oh, it it's up. Not argue with Jason. No, not argue with Jason. No. It's I think. <laughs> You're gonna look. I think it's right although think in it's your Jason bio Rinks you things. say uh, argue with me about my rankings. Yep. Yep. Which is because I good. still wanna. I still wanna argue. Mm-hmm. I like. I like arguing with people. It's great. I don't have the stomach for it, but God bless you. <laughs> I with you on that. That's why the internet exists. <laughs> argue with people. True. Um. 
you can follow the show on Twitter, where you will get mostly Donnie. You'll get my opinion, and also the fact that I just don't communicate very well. But I do try to post <laughs> episodes as much as possible. You can follow the show on Instagram, where you will get my lovely wife, Caitlin. You can also follow the show on Facebook, yep. where I try to post something every single day. That would be the most primary account, so try to follow us on Facebook. That's the main thing. Yes, and I believe all of our names on everything is just the outer frame. Mm-hmm. We got lucky. We did. Uh, I still haven't seen Alpha. I have not seen Source Code. The world keeps spinning, Jason. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I would also like to thank myself for editing the show together each week. We, we are very appreciative, Jason. (laughs) And, uh, thank you to Dr. Tub Thumper for making the music. And... Prelix. Preston. for doing our... Preston? Preston? for doing our arts Mm -hmm. and um yeah i think that's it so thank you so much for listening tell your dumbass friends about our show you're stupid and i am the dumbass friend so you guys don't take offense to why are you listening hi jace (laughs) (laughs) yeah tell increase the size of the collective jace Mm -hmm. uh yeah Hail Satan. Have a lovely <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Bye-bye. <Watch> movies. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.